0: What's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And what's up,
1: bitches? This is Morgan. And this is, is bitches, bitches and Murders.
0: Brought to you by your <laughs> it's favorite, like uncomfortable witches.
1: <laughs> I like where we both just paused uncomfortably for like five <laughs> seconds It said nothing at all. We were both just like... Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh
1: uh-huh that uh-huh. is that is a thing uh we yeah. don't know what we're doing next but uh
0: we do know <laughs> that this is bitches and murders <laughs> so i don't know if we have any actual housekeeping except i will apologize because i forgot that i have to like make out with this microphone for you guys to be able to hear me so i'm sorry we're getting real up close and personal yeah today. i will get to know my microphone real well so you guys can hear me and people can stop bitching about our audio
1: which like I mean not to like eye. shame
0: people who have, because like <laughs> I get it.
1: Uh I've been trying though, dude. Like I don't have a background in audio. This is the first audio I've ever done in my life, and I'm figuring it all out via YouTube videos we're doing and like the best we can trial and error. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not perfect. But uh Yeah, we appreciate you for sticking around because now we're up uh I think the last time I checked it, we were up over five point eight thousand downloads. hey. You guys are the best. Which, like, I think it might actually be more than that. And that's, like, only in count... Like, that's only counting for Podbean, which, if I'm correct, does not count any watches on, like, Spotify. Yeah, I don't think it, it Like, it only counts stuff on Podbean. So, for that to be up basically, like, almost at 6,000, I'm checking it literally right now as we speak, because, honestly, I, I, don't, I don't remember. Um, but that's crazy. Uh, we also yeah. got our first... Uh, <laughs> so Sorry. Our first negative review. I just need... I just... I just... I just need it. We're not even offended by it. Like, we think this is the funniest thing we've seen. And it's funny because of all the, like, actual, like, legitimate things to be, like, upset about. Like, I don't know, like, our overuse of swear words or, uh, you you know, the, the audio that has not been perfect at times. Like, this is what our first negative review is. And, like, honestly...
0: Like, I'm so into it. Like, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, hold on. I gotta find the screenshot. I guess I could have just gone to the actual review, but that would have been logical. Why would I have done oh, that?
1: And I just checked, and we are at 6,085 downloads. Hello. So we have capped. And also, also, um, I noticed that on our Facebook page, we are now finally over 300 likes. And I said <gasps> for 300 likes that I would do... Uh, well, not just I... Us, we, <laughs> we would do. Collectively. Um, a bonus episode. That was kind of what everyone voted on. Like, that was the content that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That'll happen. That'll happen yeah, soon. That'll, that'll happen. That'll
0: happen. I promise. Uh, for Halloween, we're doing a real spoopy episode in a real spoopy location, but we're not going to talk to you about that yet. you yeah. just have
1: to wait and find out. I'm very excited. Like, all of the excite.
0: I have it. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. So, this review... Is from Callie Gurley. Oh, no. With an I. N- no. <laughs> I d- I somehow I missed that when you said that to me. Uh, and and it's it. titled uh, uh, I'm I'm sorry, you wanna show that to me again? <laughs> There's okay. a lot of
1: extra Un- S's there. <laughs> like, I don't know how to, I, that's not a word. Yeah. That's not a real word, guys. Uh
0: So they said, to call anyone a bitch just goes to show your caliber and self-worth. I will not support anyone like your classless witches. Thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down. Thumbs, blah, 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 blah. I have, uh, okay, (laughs) first of
1: all, our, literally our second episode is called Bitches and Witches, and it's all about how we wish we are.
0: it's, a lot of things about witches, okay, guys? Our whole podcast is Bitches and Murders, I don't know what you expected from us, but I'm sorry that this wasn't it.
1: (laughs) Also, like, I'm sorry, can we get out of that, like, fucking 1950s mentality that, like, women who swear are not ladylike, and, like are not of as high a caliber as other people like no one gives a
0: fuck if you say the word fuck (laughs) okay but i love that like they threw the fit about us calling like the what's up bitches like you know they didn't even listen to a full episode right to like they just heard what's up bitches and then just threw a whole fit
1: Yeah, because also they wouldn't have called us class, well, I mean, I guess we are classless witches. I mean, I guess that's actually a pretty accurate description, but at the same time, I feel like they wouldn't have called us that if they would have actually listened to the podcast because then they would have been like, yeah, that's exactly what they are. They will like that. Yes.
0: (laughs) I think, like, Morbid's response, because I tweeted a picture of it because I just thought it was the funniest shit that I've seen all day. It's so funny. And, like, Morbid responded and was just like, that just means you guys are doing something great and you guys are a bunch of, like, boss-ass bitches. Thanks, like, guys amen to
1: that um <laughs> amen to them they're pretty fucking cool yeah.
0: pretty fucking cool <laughs> anyways I was gonna say should we do the things before we get like another negative review about how we bullshit too much <laughs> <laughs> uh here we go yeah let's do things and stuff let's stop. do things so this is our first two- I felt like I also
1: had to put my hands on my hips
0: right. it felt okay. right <laughs> this is our first two part episode. Two part episode. So what we're covering is one of my absolute favorite things to ever happen because it was just so gnarly and that is the Stanford prison experiment. Um so this episode I'm gonna walk you through kind of the basics um what like why they were doing it and then the series of events. Um I'll kind of do like a broad... series of unfortunate Events? I was trying so hard. <laughs> so hard. Um, but I'll, I'll walk you through kind of like the basics of the day-by-day stuff. And then once I get through the days, I'll uh, kind of deep dive into some more specific things that happened. So, that's this episode. The next episode will be Morgan and I kind of deep diving into the psychology of this experiment of... You know, what they were hoping to gain for it, what started it in the first place, um, and why it ended up being such a colossal fucking mess.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll do actual research and be prepared <laughs> and have all of the things. This week has been a hot mess. Also, I, this is a ever so slight bit of, I almost said homecoming, and I don't know where the word, housekeeping, where did homecoming come I from? I don't know. Um. I'm still sick. Um, <clears throat> you can hear it, um, and I'm probably gonna keep clearing my throat. And uh, yeah, she's not that Just, sorry about it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna apologize for it. I can't help it. My immune system is trash. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry.
0: All right. So let's do this. So the Stanford Prison Experiment was set up by Dr. Zimbardo. I thought you were going to say Stanford. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) was it? (laughs) Uh, Dr. Zimbardo and his colleagues, uh, in an effort to understand whether the brutality reported amongst guards in American prisons was due to sadistic personalities of the guards. So this would be like dispositional. And I'll get into that more in the next episode. Or if it had more to do with the prison environment, which would be situational. Again, next episode. Um, The experiment was comprised of 24 college students. They all had extensive background checks to make sure there was no history of violent crimes, drug abuse, mental issues, or any other sort of medical issues. Um, They wanted them to kind of have a a clean slate. They didn't want any sort of, you know, variables here. So, you know, nobody with bipolar disorder, rage issues, anything like that. They wanted, you know, your run-of-the-mill 1970s white guys in Stanford. <laughs> Give me all those boring-ass white guys. <laughs> Give me
1: intensely um, <laughs> slices of white bread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, man. Uh, so, they were paid $15 a day for participation in the study. Um, and they, uh, The way it was laid out was that there was actually only nine prisoners and nine guards. The rest of that... 24 minus 18, whatever. Uh, The rest of the... Six? Yeah. The others were um, just kind of standby in case any of the guards needed to drop out, or if any of the prisoners needed to drop out, or if the guards needed backup, then they had it. Right. Like they had alternates. Yeah. Um, So your role was determined by a flip of a coin. About whether you're going to be a prisoner or a guard. Which, uh... I definitely would have got prisoner. I have, like, the worst fucking luck in the world. Yeah. They also, like, took a poll of all 24 participants. I almost said recipients, and I was gonna hate myself. One of those days. Yeah. Uh, they polled all of them about whether they wanted to be a guard or a prisoner, and all 24 said they wanted to be prisoners.
1: You know, honestly, being a guard sounds kind of boring. Like, in this, obviously, like, they didn't know what was going to happen, but, like, in this context, I mean, like, you're just sitting. Like, these aren't real prisoners. Like, you're well, just going to be fucking sitting there and supervising them. Like, that doesn't sound that fun.
0: Also, are we going to expect anything less from, you know, seventy four chads, <laughs> like, hippies in college? Of course, they're all going to be like, oh, I want to be a prisoner because fuck the man. Anyway. <laughs> that guy... Ooh, that got derailed. Okay, so the the prison, all of the air quotes. Uh, the area was built with the help and consultation of a former inmate that was in San Quentin for 17 years. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's not like mentioned super often, but he does kind of pop into the story later on. I've like, looked at my notes like you guys could see them, but you can't. It's fine. It's a story of my life. <laughs> I like that so... we both say way back into paper notes, too. <laughs> So I was literally writing these on the bus.
1: <laughs> I was doing mine at work. I'm I literally,
0: fine. like, whenever a customer would come
1: in, I'd be like,
0: let me just hide this
1: thing about a granny
0: killer right. under the table. <laughs> and, uh... um, so the prison was set up in the basement of Stanford's psychology department building. Um, so it was like a, a corridor and, and a set of rooms. Um, each end of the corridor, corridor uh, was boarded up and the hall was the quote-unquote yard, and it was the only place where prisoners were allowed to walk, eat, exercise, um, etc., uh, with the exception of going to the bathroom, because uh, that was you know down the hall. And they blindfolded the prisoners to take them to the bathroom because they didn't want to know. They didn't want them to know the way there because they didn't want them to try to escape.
1: Uh yeah, that makes sense.
0: This actually this would later turn into like a whole thing and I'll circle back to that. Um The cells were lab rooms with the doors removed and replaced with steel bars and cell numbers. Oh, that's that's <laughs> actually like they must have good funding. Like that they sounds like on this. <laughs> yeah, that's like really extra. Um and then at the end of the corridor, like, on the opposite end, um, one end had recording equipment and the other had the hole, which was a closet that was two by two by, I'll say six and a half, seven-ish.
1: Mm, so gotcha. it's, like, two like feet solitary. wide, two feet
0: deep. And then they described it as, like, tall enough for a man to stand up in. Okay. so That makes sense. We'll say, like, maybe six-ish feet tall. Six, seven. Yeah, pretty standard. So it's, like, a small... It's a small-ass closet. But, yeah, this was meant to be, like, their solitary confinement area. Um, An intercom system was installed that allowed guards and researchers to hear what the prisoners were saying, as well as make announcements.
1: I had a really aggressive yawn. Don't mind me. That's kind of, like, creepy, though. I wonder if they knew... Because, like, I know... I'm, like, a little rusty on IRB rules. Because I know that, like, you have to disclose as much as you possibly can. But, like, mm-hmm. obviously with some experiments, like, there's things you can't disclose because it would ruin, like, the point of the right. experiment. So I wonder if they told them that they were, like, being recorded at all times. Like, vocally. I haven't found anything said that they you know were being saying? recorded. But, like, they're Like, their, the, like voices, they knew. Yeah, yeah, that
0: they knew. Okay. um, So starting the experiment and this is low-key my favorite thing ever is they didn't tell the people who like got prisoner as their coin flip when it was all going to start oh oh good they just contacted the palo alto police department we're like hey we're starting our experiment go get these guys and they fucking like rolled up to these kids houses sirens blazing lights lit oh, like, up real and, like real arrest <laughs> like busted in over like you're under arrest for you know robbery or assault and battery like they gave him all of these like really violent crimes that they were getting arrested for and like even in like the documentation i found the dr zimbardo like kind of knows was like yeah none of the parents like even asked any questions about it they're like yeah cool my kid's getting arrested
1: yeah, cool. Like, that, sounds,
0: that sounds great. Like, I, I get that you know that you're part of a study, but, like, they didn't tell them that they were going to get picked up by police. So, like... <laughs> just, right, like, can I, I, I can imagine, like, so signing up much. for a
1: research study and all of a sudden, like, the police show up at my house and they're like, you've assaulted some man. Like, you need to come with us
0: right now. <laughs> like, I'd be like, "Duck!" what? It's my favorite. So they um, they arrested them and booked them at, like, the actual police station and held them there while they finished setting up everything at the quote-unquote Stanford County Prison.
1: (laughs) I like that they even gave it a cute little name. (laughs) They're like, yeah, this this is is like a really our little prison. prison.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Once everything was set up and they had been held for quite a while, they transferred them over to Stanford for processing. Um, How do I want to go through this? Okay, I'm going to leave that there for a second, and I'm going to talk about the guards, and then I'll circle back around. So, the guards, oh my god, they weren't given any specific training at all, whatsoever. Their orientation was the day before they had the kids arrested. I don't know why I keep calling them kids, they're in college. Um, but they weren't giving any, like, specific training. Their orientation was literally, no one's allowed to escape, and do whatever you have to do to keep law and order.
1: Well, um, I think that's our first problem, but, uh... (laughs) Our first problem is that
0: you use the phrase law and order.
1: (laughs) Well, also, like, I feel like if you're gonna do that, then, like, if you're gonna do that and, like, have them be, like, essentially, like, living, like, prisoners, Mm -hmm. shouldn't you give the guards... Parameters? Well, and obviously, like, I get you can't be, like, all right, let's do three weeks of, like, intensive boot camp or something, but, like, like... Th- those guards get training. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have at least given them, like, a one-day, couple-hour, like, brief training period to kind of give it more, like, accuracy. Because then they would also kind of know, like, this is what I would be taught. You know what I mean? Like, right. they, 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 with real prison guards, they are just like, Okay, guys, um, I know you were on the street 20 minutes ago. Go police some prisoners. Just do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Just, just do the you know, thing. Make sure they don't escape. Best of luck. Like, they're not going to do... Like, that's not realistic.
0: They, so they gave them that, and then they also gave them the debrief that prison guards usually get about how, like, you're, you know, you're guarding dangerous inmates, and, you know, this is inherently dangerous, and right, like you've be gotta prepared be careful, for everything, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. <sighs> I really wish they hadn't have done that, because I feel like that might be one of the points where they went wrong, but I will circle back around to that in the next episode. Ugh, okay. Yeah, holy shit balls, are we gonna get into that? Yeah. Uh, so all the guards were dressed in khaki uniforms, and they had whistles, a billy club, and my favorite, mirrored sunglasses like yes. that, like the warden in Cool Hand Luke. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I'm all for that. Absolutely. Well, and Doctor Zimbardo says that he like literally drew um, inspiration from that outfit. Like he he got the mirrored sunglasses specifically for the Cool Hand Luke reference. I love it um i mean he also says that like the point of the mirrored sunglasses was to prevent their eyes from being seen to help kind of keep some um anonymity anim- anim- anonymity animosity i feel like there's supposed to be an s in there
1: animosity is when you're like Meh, towards a person like you don't feel good about them anonymity is like when you're anonymous
0: no you're right it's okay, a hard guys. word to, it's like a
1: really hard word to say though it really
0: is I'm surprised that you did it through
1: there as I've said in every single episode English is hard guys <laughs> words are hard, hard. Um, <laughs> that's my real catchphrase <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah it was, it was meant to kind of help hide their emotions and have like that wall between guard and prisoner um, so like I said there was nine guards nine prisoners uh, there was only three guards at a time they worked in eight hour shifts Okay, so, that makes sense. I had to burp. Don't mind <laughs> <barf> me. <laughs> uh, so, day one, as I mentioned before, the Palo Alto police arrested and booked the nine prisoners and brought them to the Stanford County jail, or county prison, whatever. Um, I want you guys to keep in mind through this episode that everything I'm about to say The guards came up with on their own. They were not prompted. Like I said before, they were not giving any set of rules. They came up with all of this on their own with only the, you know, instruction of your guard. These are your prisoners. You know, do what you have to do to keep law and order. Don't let anybody escape. They were not coached at any point. Humans are terrifying, as we will soon learn. Yes. So... The nine prisoners are brought in one by one. First, they meet with the warden, who's uh, Zimbardo. Right. And are told, you know, what their crime is. This whole kind rundown. Kind of a brief yeah, deal, The whole rundown about. of like, oh, you've been arrested for XYZ charge. They are then led into a room with the guards, where they are then forced to strip our... okay, We're starting out real strong. Yeah. Um, get a full head-to-toe search, and during this, some of the guards started making fun of, like, the genitalia of the prisoners. Like, they're, like there's documentation. Doug, it's been, like, five minutes <laughs> calm down. It's, it's literally been five you minutes. You fucking psychopaths, calm down. Thank you. <laughs> That's why I gave my whole speech about, like, none of this was prompted. They were not coached. They came up with all of this on their own. And, yeah, there's, like, there's documentation of, like, one of the guards, like, pointing to one of the prisoners and being like, oh, your dick is small. And, like, they, like, they went to another one and, like, why are your balls so fucking uneven? Like, they went ham from the moment this started. Yeah, got calm down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they got strip searched, you know, got degraded for their genitalia. And then they were read the prison rules, which... As soon as my phone stops being stupid, I will read to you. So the prison rules. (laughs) These were read twice to all prisoners. Before the second reading, a guard told the prisoners, um, prisoners are a part of the correctional community. In order to keep the community running smoothly, prisoners must obey the following rules. Rule number one. Prisoners must remain silent during rest periods, after lights out, during meals, and whenever they are outside the prison yard. Number two, prisoners must eat at mealtimes and only at mealtimes. Number three, prisoners must participate in all prison activities. Number four, prisoners must keep the cell clean at all times. Beds must be made. Personal effects must be neat and orderly. Floor must be spotless. Sorry, my eyes are like zoning in and out, and that's why I keep doing these awkward pauses. Dude, I feel I feel that so heavily. <laughs> I'm <just> so tired. <laughs> it's not okay. Uh, rule number five: Prisoners must not move, tamper with, deface, or damage walls, ceiling, windows, doors, or any prison property. Number six: Prisoners may never operate cell lighting. Seven: Prisoners must address each other by number only. Oh, that feels bad. Yep, feels bad, man. <laughs> Number eight, prisoners must always address the guards as correctional officer and the warden as chief correctional officer. Number nine, prisoners must never refer to their condition as an experiment or simulation. They are in prison until paroled. Ten, prisoners will be allowed five minutes in the bathroom. No prisoner will be allowed to return to the bathroom within one hour after a scheduled bathroom period. Number eleven. Smoking is a privilege. Smoking will be allowed after meals or at the discretion of the guards. Prisoners must never smoke in the cells. Abuse of the smoking privilege will result in permanent uh, revocation of the smoking privilege. Number 12. Mail is a privilege. All mail flowing in and out of the prison will be inspected and censored. 13. Visitors are a privilege. Prisoners who are allowed a visitor must meet him at the door of the yard. The visit will be supervised by a guard. The guard may terminate the visit at his discretion. Fourteen, all prisoners in a cell will stand whenever the warden, the prison superintendent, or any other visitors arrive on the premises. Prisoners will await an order to be seated and resume activities. Fifteen, prisoners must obey all orders issued by guards at all times. A guard's order supersedes any written order. The warden's order supersedes both the guard's order and the written rules, Orders of the superintendent of the prisoners are supreme. 16. Prisoners must report all rule violations to the guards. 17. Failure to obey any of the above rules may result in punishment. Go off. That was a lot of rules. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes on all of the bikes. <laughs>
1: it's going to get so much worse.
0: Honestly. Honestly. Uh, so after the rules were read, they were forced to do a count, and the count is where they line up all of the prisoners, Um, and kind of do, like, a roll call, but again, they only referred to themselves based on their number. They weren't allowed to use their names, um, and every time they fucked this up, they would make them do push-ups or jumping jacks for it. So, uh, the first time they did the count, it took them about an hour. After that, the prisoners were sent to their cells for the night.
1: We're fine. You know, day one, super chill. Day one, super chill. Got to meet some numbers and, uh, count them. Got to meet some numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Go. It's funny, because, like, in a real prison, like, I get that they're trying to, like, mimic, like, the, yeah, like, the anonymity of the Mm -hmm. prisoners, but at the same time, it's, like, in a prison, like, they, they, like, refer to you by your number in some contexts, but, like, A lot of times, like... It's usually just your last
0: name. Last name. Yeah. Yeah, Like,
1: their their context, like, I think when they're doing their, like... I'm sure, like, when they do their documentation, it's Mm -hmm. all by, like, number. But, like, you know, even when they're doing counts... I mean, every prison does it differently. But, like, the ones that I have witnessed have all just been, like, okay, like... It was part of her PhD. She hasn't been to prison, guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, like. I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs>
1: yeah, because they'll go down and be like, because they know where everybody stays. It's yeah. like, all right, okay, Chapman, you know, Gonzalez, there and that one, like this and that. Yeah, okay, cool, like move on. Somebody watched Orange's I did Black watch Disney. Disney. <laughs> 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 It was the first prison names I thought of. Prison uh, names? I don't know. Really, dude, I go off. Oh, okay. uh, my
0: brain is melting. We're gonna move on to day two. <laughs> yes, please. So day two starts at two thirty a.m. Ew, where prisoners were woken up uh, to the sound of whistles blowing to do a count. <laughs> I can't imagine if someone woke me. I Oh if someone my god, woke me up at two thirty
1: to confirm that I was there. I think I'd swim <laughs> like, I, like, like all right. Uh, good morning. Uh, time to catch these hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> about to catch these hands. Like, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. So, the prisoners didn't really take this seriously because it's 2.30 in the fucking morning. Um, and they were ordered to do push-ups as punishment again. Mm. <sighs>
1: I'd be like, dude, can I do like wall sits? Like, I got all the leg muscle <laughs> and like, none of the days. arm, none of the arm muscle. I'll do lunges, well, suicides. Like, just don't make me fucking lift myself. <laughs>
0: Thank you. So, here's the thing about these push ups like, I know it doesn't sound like that big of a deal. He's like, oh, push ups, whatever. But, like, they have pictures of the guards, like, putting their feet on the backs of the prisoners while they're doing push ups or making other prisoners stand on the backs of other prisoners while they're doing push-ups. So, like, this isn't, like, cute little army boot camp. It's like, Jimmy scream 20. in your face. Yeah. I'm gonna stand on your back yeah. while you do this shit. Hard uh, paint. So, cell one decided to rebel on I day mean, two. I feel that. <laughs> I mean,
1: cell one. Uh,
0: and they rebelled by ripping the numbers off of their uniforms, and they barricaded themselves in their cell by, like... Like, they... They pushed their beds up against the cell door. They draped their blankets over the bar so that you couldn't see them. They turned the lights off. They were like, fuck these guys. I don't think, a, quick aside, I
1: don't think we mentioned this yet, but there's a, I think it's on Netflix, but there's a movie used about to be this. It on Netflix.
0: I don't know if it is anymore.
1: It's like, the movie is literally just called The Stanford Prison Experiment, but um, <clears throat> it's actually decently... Accurate, Accurate. Like, it's pretty accurate. And they take it, like, very seriously. And, like, they portrayed it really well. I actually very much enjoyed it. Um, I didn't really have too many issues with it. uh, Which is, on top of being a psych nerd, I am an aggressive movie critic. (laughs) So, if I enjoyed it, um, you know that it's it's probably good. Don't even talk to me about the new Joker
0: movie. Oh, no. Do not get her... she came into my apartment today and just immediately started raging about. The I'm
1: like, Joker movie. I, I think I might actually make like a mini episode for the Patreon that's just a Joker review because I saw there's a couple of podcasts that do like big movie reviews. Like I know I think it might have been morbid, but it might have been someone else who did like the extremely wicked. I, that was morbid. That did yeah. Wicked, one of wicked, Whatever the word. Nasty, gross, ew. Yeah, the um, Ted Bundy movie on Netflix.
0: Yeah, so because I have. So many emotions. Okay. Do you think you could sit through it again? Like, can you and I go see it and we'll bring our notebooks and we'll take notes and then we'll immediately. I'll crum record.
1: Literally, okay. We got like three seconds into the movie and my friend turned around and they were like, So this is fucking terrible, right? Like, we literally got like 30 minutes of the movie and I leaned over and I was like, So this is really boring. And and I leaned over and they're like, This is fucking. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, thank you.
0: So what I'm hearing is that you can't sit through it again.
1: God, I like I can, but I can't. It's also like fucking like three hours long. Oh god. Okay. It's bad. Anyways. We'll circle
0: back around this
1: <laughs> Anyways, that got really derailed. But watch oh, okay. the movie about this that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Yeah, Anyways, that...
0: continue. So <laughs> uh the guards got pissed. And they went to Zimbardo, who was, like, the warden, and he was like, fucking figure it out. Your job is to keep law and order. So their response was to grab the fire extinguishers, which, for those of you who don't know, a fire extinguisher is pressurized, focused... Carbon dioxide. I thought you were like. I mean, you are
1: technically like describing what a fire extinguisher <laughs> was, but I thought you were like literally going to like if that describe little, like, me like thing. Um, no. You use it at, to extinguish fire. Like I thought you okay, were like not literally going knows to describe that, like it's it carbon dioxide.
0: No, that's valid. But, but I. <laughs> and if you don't know carbon dioxide, when it is pressurized, is so fucking cold. Yeah, so
1: it's cold. like similar to like liquid nitrogen, like something like freezing. Yeah, it's not quite freezing. that extreme, but it's it's far below freezing. It's aggressive.
0: Would you call it aggressively subpar?
1: I would call it aggressively subpar,
0: like uh, like the Joker movie. <laughs> no, I'm never gonna let this go. I'm like so fucking stuck on this movie. I'm uh, so mad. So they I, they sprayed the inmates with the fire extinguishers to get them to like back up from the doors, and then they oh, they no. stormed in to all of the cells, not just cell one, but all of them, and took the beds, the bedding, and the clothing from all of the inmates.
1: You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that sounds like some form of violation. That sounds like, that, that sounds like you can't do
0: that. They did it. You, you can't do that. So all of the inmates spent the night on the floor, naked, They also kept doing counts, and, like, they were still going through prison life while they were doing this, so they were still, like, having meals. They were still doing the counts. Just fucking niggas, They were still having to do (laughs) push-ups and jumping jacks as punishment for, you know, not fucking doing the things. Can you imagine you sign up for just a harmless fucking research study in this? It's like, immediately they're like, uh, yeah, get fucking naked and stay fucking naked. I mean, they like had them sign waivers and stuff like that. Okay, but like, but like your waiver some. was probably not like you're going to be stripped naked <laughs> and also stay naked. Yeah, they've been naked multiple times. Yeah, they've been experiment. like real naked. <laughs> not fake naked. Real, real naked. naked. <laughs> so that's day two. Doing real great. Day three, the guards decide that physical intimidation is not the way to go and they decide to go for psychological intimidation. So the guards come up with this great idea to house the prisoners. I, okay, so I got lazy when I was writing my notes and it says house peas. How? Because I didn't want to write out prisoners, so I just wrote. P. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do that, but <laughs> we put all the peas into a room. So they housed the prisoners by behavior during the quote-unquote riot. Right. So there were three that were deemed good prisoners, (laughs) and they were put in cell three with bedding, clothes, and food. Okay. Cells one and two were still butt-ass naked with no clothing, or Mm. no clothing, no bedding, no beds, and they were denying them meals as well. Doug, you can't do that. (laughs) So, you have cells one and two, which, remember, these are three prisoners each. Okay. So, you have six who are butt-ass naked. Not getting, like, their and meals
1: and all that jazz. three
0: that are, quote-unquote, living in luxury. Okay. Makes sense. They kept them like this for 12 hours. And then, <laughs> after 12 hours, they released the good ones back into Gen Pop. While the good ones were hanging out in their cell with their bedding and their clothes, uh, the bad ones were subjected to multiple counts um, to solidify the lack of identity. And they kept making them do multiple sets of push-ups and um, jumping jacks. I'm just stuck on, like, (laughs) I can't imagine being naked for, like, 12 hours straight. I mean, you're at 12+. plus. This is, they kept the, the three good ones in that cell for 12 hours like this isn't including the night before where no, everything initially got stripped away.
1: Right. I can't imagine, like, spending a day or, like, a day, however many hours, any amount of hours that is that many hours, just, like, chilling naked with some dudes I don't know. Right. Like, you're locked in a room with, like, five feet do apart because i I'm had, not gay.
0: I could do it if I had, like, a blankie, but you took my clothes
1: and my blankie. I'm not okay. You can't take the clothes and the blankie. I need my blankie. The rules are you have to leave one. I'm like five. <laughs> <It's> five. <laughs>
0: okay, but it's true. Yeah. That's too much. Doing too much. Uh, during this 12-hour period, they also denied the bad ones bathroom breaks. Oh, honey, no. And forced them do to uh, take care of their business in a bucket in the corner of their cells. Dunk, no. That's just icky. <laughs> the holder of a PhD, ladies and gentlemen. It
1: is icky. <laughs> Do you know how many fucking germs. Do you know what diseases could spread like that? Do you know what germs could spread? Like, that's not sanitary. It's icky. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and I'm not wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I just. I was like, this is the hill I will die on. Don't try me. I just me. like to remind people that you have a PhD because you say things like, icky. Okay, but it's not wrong. <laughs> so at the end of day three, everybody was given their clothes back um, and their cots. So now we're on day four. Day four. Hmm. Day four. Uh, inmates start distancing themselves from each other, and the quote-unquote bad ones felt that the good ones were snitches, and the good ones felt that the others were a threat to, like, the status quo. So now you have, like, all of this distrust among everybody. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Nobody trusts each other. They're, like, distancing themselves. And, oh, by the way, uh, the guards thought that for funsies to, like, disorient them even more... Uh, so, like I said, there, there was a bathroom, and it wasn't in this corridor, so they would blindfold them and walk them to the bathroom. They decided to change that up, and instead of going to that bathroom, they took them to one, like, upstairs. So, they're blindfolding them, walking them through the hallway, putting them in an elevator, walking them through some more goddamn hallways, and then putting them in a bathroom.
1: Mm. All while blindfolded.
0: That's just not so unpleasant.
1: <laughs> I, try to, uh, I hate when people like cover my eyes and then try to... Uh, like...
0: Yeah. So don't ever sign up for any prison experiments. <laughs> don't sign up for psychology experiments. Except do, because we actually need a lot of volunteers. But don't sign up for like the prison ones. These ones are sketch. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: except... Uh... <laughs> so that's literally
1: my job, and I need people to do those studies, so please do them. <laughs>
0: we're giving really conflicting advice right now Uh, we're giving really bad advice but uh fine
1: do them just don't do them at stanford actually one of the experiments i did was out of stanford stanford's not really that bad okay anyway i'm done i'm done i'm formally (laughs) resigning from. i'm done all right so
0: now we're on day five and day five is visitation day i like how i said that like coronation day it's coronation day it's coronation day it's visitation day anyway uh, so friends and family were brought in for visitation. Uh, they were only allowed to sit with the prisoners for 10 minutes. Uh, and a lot of the parents expressed a lot of concern. Yeah, they were like, Doug, what the fuck <laughs> is like, happening? a lot of concern. Uh, like, a co- like, one parent was like, well, is my son eating enough? And... Zimbardo, like, has even said that he scared himself because he kept falling into this, like, warden mindset that he, really? like, he keeps calling it. There's no issues here. It. And he's like, well, why are you concerned about your son? Like, don't you believe that he's tough enough to make it through this? Bro, stop. Stop. <laughs> uh, so a lot of the parents left with a lot of plans to contact a lot of lawyers about for early <laughs> release. Right. Because remember, like, they signed a contract, so they're technically, like... Legally. Contractually sort of. bound, sort of, kind of.
1: Well, I can't remember, because I think, if I remember right, this was back in the day before you could, like, like
0: opt out. There was a lot of, like, real sketch laws.
1: <laughs> yeah, because, like, now, obviously also now, another reason to do it, because they're less sketchy, is that, like... um and if anyone tries to tell you differently, like, please call a fucking lawyer because they're doing something illegal. But, like, any psychs, any scientific study at all ever that exists, if you participate, they have to not only inform you about everything that is going to happen to you that could impact you in any way. So, anything that could be even, like, the remotely, like, triggering, traumatic, have any sort of impact on you. And at any point... With no, like, notice given, you can be, like, I am done with this and, like, peace the fuck out. Like, you might have to forfeit your money in a lot of cases. Like, if you were going to make money and you leave five minutes into it, like, obviously they don't have to pay you. But, like, you can get the fuck out of
0: there. And if someone tries to do this to you, please get the fuck out of there. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of the parents had every uh, intention of contacting lawyers.
1: Yeah, as they should.
0: Fucking yikes! And I mean, like day five is the same shit. The guards are getting worse. They're degrading them. You know, they're yikes on all of the bikes. Um, And then day six, a (laughs) cop... I will go into this a little bit more in depth in a second, (laughs) but day six, uh, shit hits the fan. And one of his colleagues comes in and, like, criticizes the shit out of him. He's like, dude, this is not okay. Like, none of this is okay. So, this experiment was supposed to last two weeks. It lasted six days.
1: (laughs) After six, they're like, "Uh, yeah, we literally cannot do this. Like,
0: (laughs) Like, this is not okay anymore. On day six, after a colleague, A, like, criticized the shit out of Zimbardo for this... But B, there was another colleague that asked a question, and Zimbardo like snapped at him. And he keeps calling it this like the warden mindset. And he like felt like kept falling himself drop into that. And he was like, I was scared of myself, and like it needed to stop. See, that's why I like, too, like, in the movie, not to, like, put the movie again, but, like, I'm plugging the movie again. No, the movie was Um, really good.
1: Yeah, it's so fucking good. But, like, I like that they really got into not just how it affected, like, the prisoners and, the the guards, like, the people participating in the study, but they also went really in-depth on, like,
0: how it affected the people running the study as well. like, Zimbardo and his assistants had some, like, psychological issues after this, too.
1: Because, like, stuff with, like, like, say, like, the Milgram study and stuff, Mm -hmm. like, they don't ever really, like... Like, to this day, like, I've learned about that study in so many classes, and, like, we've never been taught about, like, how did the researchers feel about it? What were their attitudes toward it? How did their behaviors change? Mm -hmm. Like, that type of stuff. Like, so I really liked the movie from that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So now there's a a few specific things that I want to talk about, and one of them is Prisoner Number 8612. Uh, This poor, poor child. Oh, my God. So, Prisoner 8612, um, after 36 hours, began suffering from acute emotional disturbance, dissociative thinking, and rage. And uh, he was one of the ones that kind of incited the quote-unquote riot that happened. And um, there... There was points where he would just break down and uncontrollably sob in the corner of his cell. And they didn't do anything about it because originally they thought that, like, he was just trying to calm them to, like, be like, oh, look, I'm so emotionally distressed. And, like, like, they thought that he was faking it. And then after, like, a couple more hours, Zimbardo was like, uh, I don't think he's faking it, guys. Like, I think he's actually meant to be <laughs> having a breakdown. So he gets pulled a- aside um, and has a meeting with the warden, Zimbardo, and the prison consultant, the one who was in San Quentin for 17 years. These are the people that he meets with. Is this dude in <laughs> Zimbardo. Um, I don't know what Zimbardo's original plan was, but the prison consultant decided to take a very bad cop angle for it. Oh, no. And gave him this whole speech about how he was like, a weak motherfucker, and... Oh, no! Oh. Um, yeah, if, if you look at the transcript of this, the word fuck is used so many times. Mm. But he gives him relate. this whole speech about how, like, he, like calls him a weak motherfucker, and I dare you to go to San Quentin. You wouldn't survive a day there. The guards would have beat your asses already. Somebody would have bought you for two, maybe three packs of cigarettes, and your ass would be bloody by now. And yeah, like,
1: be like, yeah, that's why I'm crying.
0: Gave him because like, I wouldn't have made it. Whole ass rundown about how like he was gonna be somebody's prison bitch. He would have had his ass kicked by now. You're like, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, that's why I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> I like just kept calling him weak and like just completely. Degraded this dude and I'm like I feel for him like this poor kid that poor little boy and then at the end of this speech he just goes well you can be an informant and we'll tell the guards to stop harassing you (laughs) yep that sounds about right that sounds yeah that sounds about right so they give him this ultimatum and you know prisoner 8612 is like I'll think about it so then they release him back into Gen Pop, and at the next count, he just like the way that this is described is that he was just like dead eyes, like no emotion, like just you know, like you know when you've been through so much you just break and then you're just not like you don't feel anything anymore and you're just kind of dead to yeah you we both know we've both experienced look at my this eyes real right now <laughs> <laughs> that's the way that this is described and like they, they describe him as like looking like that and just looking at all of the other inmates and just being like. They're not gonna let us go. This doesn't end, and like there, like there's quotes from the other inmates that were like, "Yeah, we were fucking terrified" because he just yeah, we're like, "Oh, what just, the fuck is wrong with this dude?" Defeated. Oh, I have the exact quote written down here. So the exact quote is, "You can't leave. You can't quit." I'm sorry if someone went and had, like, okay, so they were
1: having, like, a breakdown, and then they went and had a private conversation with, like, the warden or whoever, and then they came back to me, and they said, you can never leave here, you can never quit
0: this, after they just had a conversation <laughs> with the fucking warden, It'd I'd be, be like... But with the dead eyes that they were describing? I'd be like, I we would fucking live done. here now. This I, is it. I'd be fine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would just sit on the floor and be like, nope, I'm with him. I am numb now. I... <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god, I, I hate it. So, he's, he gets described for a few hours as, like, kind of wandering around in this, like, numb state, and then they said that, like, out of nowhere, he just starts acting crazy, like, screaming, throwing shit, swearing at the guards, you know, calling the guards, like, fucking pussy, and, like, you think you're tough shit, and you're fucking not. <laughs> And like just completely loses his mind. Uh so they pull him back aside and they take a softer approach and they spend three hours reaffirming his ident like his actual identity. Like okay, and not your his name is prison ben.
1: identity. <laughs> your name is Ben Shaw. And he uh, was released here. early. <laughs> um please don't tell the police we did this to you. <laughs> Take this Amazon gift card, and then we'll see you later. <laughs> okay, well, it wasn't an Amazon gift card back then, but honestly, right now, it, it would be an Amazon gift card.
0: Take this Red Lobster gift card. <laughs> and please tell me when this happened. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, we'll talk about this more in the second episode, but, like, this is a level of psychotic break. That should never happen to somebody. Especially not somebody in a sanctioned psychological experiment. And I will go into that so much more in the next episode. I'm trying to hold so much back right now. Yeah, I'm just, not like, the really trying to, line. like, restrain myself from,
1: like, making comments. Because I, it's so hard. I could go off on this for uh, yeah. a whole last <laughs> minute, guys. Our... Whole minute.
0: Our next episode's gonna be rough because it's just gonna be us like tearing into this whole so, thing. Do you know
1: how many fucking psychological ethics classes I have taken? <laughs> I want to die. Ooh, when I'm okay. so
0: full of ethics. <laughs> so that was our our friend. So our friend gets out, and a rumor circulates through the prison that um, he was killed. No, I'm just no that he got out. <laughs> um, and when he was released, apparently he was going around to a bunch of friends and being like, yo, we're going to break these guys out. <laughs> oh, no. Prison break. So, the like, this is a rumor that's spreading amongst the prisoners. So the guards and Zimbardo are getting real paranoid.
1: Yeah, they're like, please don't have just, like, fucking About 30 it. random dudes show up here with pitchforks. Thanks.
0: Do you want to guess how they responded to this whole rumor? I
1: feel like it fu- in <laughs> involves some form of corporal
0: punishment. Less... What
1: is... I don't know what... Punishment, but not like... Corporal punishment means bad things. But you know corporal what I'm saying. Corporal punishment is military specific, I'm pretty sure. Well, corporal punishment, I think, is just anything that is like... I think it causes you, like... I think. Harm? Oh, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> So, I just want to read this little excerpt from uh, Zimbardo, because I just, I love that you can hear the disappointment in himself. So, he responds, or, like, he says, quote, how do you think we reacted to this rumor? Do you think we recorded the pattern of rumor transmission and prepared to observe the impeding escape? Fuck no, we didn't. That's (laughs) what we should have done, of course, if we were acting like experimental social psychologists. Instead, we reacted with concern over the security of our prison. What we did was (laughs) to hold a strategy session with the warden, the superintendent, and one of the chief lieutenants uh, to plan how to foil the escape.
1: (laughs) I mean, okay, I I really do respect Zambardo because he has, like, this such, like, a very, like... An actual, like, objective view of himself where he can very much, like, in the same, be like, okay, like, I am getting out of control. Like, I am no longer capable of, like, rational thought, like, scientific thought. And, like, he was very, like, even when he, like, wrote this whole study and, like, this whole thing happened, like, even back then, like, he was very, like... Yeah, dude, I was just as fucked up as everyone else. Like, it got out of hand. Like, we oh, were yeah. all
0: really fucked up. Like, yeah, it was like, bad. Once he got out of the environment for a couple days, like, there's a lot of papers from him where he was just like, "What the fuck did I do?" Also,
1: I looked up corporal punishment, and corporal punishment is just physical punishment. Oh, so okay. technically, it would be corporal
0: punishment because they like
1: obviously did all the fire yeah extinguishers and stuff earlier. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, so like a uh, Zimbardo, so eloquently put um instead of i don't know treating this like the fucking experiment that it is huh, they decided to go a different oh oh i almost forgot to mention uh so there, during one of the uh tension moments with the prisoners one of them started screaming at the guards and was like this is just a fucking experiment this is a simulation what the fuck is wrong with you and the guard just deadass was like, No, you're a fucking prisoner. Stop! Well, um, that
1: would have been the point where we uh, stopped. It was like, Hey, um, d-
0: d- d- no, he's. he's also, right, I'm though. not like just putting the fucks in for fun- for funsies. Like, th- these are all like. Well, you have to think too, they're all like younger. They're all college dudes in yeah. the 70s. Oh, a bunch of college. College so. bros. <laughs> The way that they responded to this rumor of, uh, 8612 coming back and breaking everybody out was, uh, first they contacted the Palo Alto Police Department and were like, hey, could we transfer all of our prisoners over to your jail? And they were like, no, our insurance doesn't fucking cover that. You're like, no. No. <laughs> and, uh. Zimbardo describes himself as being, like, angry and disgusted at the lack of cooperation between, like, the correctional facilities and himself. And it was like, dude, that that's not their job. <laughs> uh, it just drives me insane. Yeah, I... It, this whole thing is just insane. Uh, so when... <laughs> When uh, local authorities were like, no, you can't use our prison. Our insurance doesn't cover your little science experiment. They were like, new plan. Uh, And their, uh, hold on. Their new plan was to call in all of the guards that were on standby, chain all of the prisoners together, put bags over their heads, and move them to the fifth floor storage room. Until the anticipated break-in where Zimbardo was going to be sitting there all alone by himself and just be like, you know, King Richard from, like, Gallivant, where he's like, well, well, well. Well, well,
1: well. Like,
0: that was Zimbardo's whole plan, was no, to just move not even all the prisoners <laughs> and be sitting there, like, waiting for them to be like, well, well, well.
1: I mean I, I mean I can't
0: I can't argue with the level of
1: satisfaction I would get from that uh but that's not that's not that's not it fam that's not it
0: yeah uh he also is, like makes a note at one point that they briefly considered like luring eight six one two back on like some random pretext and then just being like psych you're imprisoned again <laughs> Sir, no, that's not how this sir, works. No. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so he's sitting there by himself waiting for the break in. And uh instead of a break in, one of his colleagues shows up. It, it, it's actually his uh his roommate from Yale <laughs> and like his colleague had like heard that they were doing the experiment wanted to come see what it was about and uh they had like a fun little conversation about what was going on and his colleague was like so like what's the independent variable in this and this is when Zimbardo like snaps and he's like describes it as responding to him in the warden mindset instead of the, like, psychologist mindset. And he, like, that was when he, like, responded, like, snapped at him, was really angry, and then kind of stepped back and was like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Uh, (laughs) so, obviously, the the rumor of the prison break turned out to be just a rumor. Also, like, (sighs) so before we get into that and, like, move
1: on, um, you can tell, too, like, this is clearly, like, how... You can tell, like, how disconnected they are from reality. Because, like, any good psychologist or anyone with, like, fucking basic common sense, like, you always... Like, it, it's very common that, like, in these kind of situations, like, you have a very hero mindset of, like, I'm gonna leave this place and, like, I'm gonna rescue everyone there. But, like, realistically, like, that's not how these things happen. Like, yeah. a lot of times these people, like, will, like, escape things and, like, they might tell the police about it or something, but, like, an actual crime i'm talking about but like they're not gonna like they don't go back like they're not gonna
0: go back and save someone like it's just not realistic like it's not gonna happen so the guards were pissed that they did all of this work like a whole day's worth of work i mean that is legitimately a lot of work and they took it out on the prisoners uh so the prisoner who started the rumor was put into the hole that little two by two by six oh yep room, room little closet Oh boy. Uh, they were supposed to only keep them in there for a max of one hour. He was in there for four. Oh, good. Oh,
1: good. Uh, so, like, our actual prison system keeps him in there for, you know, months or years, but it's fine. Yeah. It's
0: fine. Uh, the rest of the prisoners were harassed uh, and humiliated. They forced them to clean the toilet bowls with their bare hands. Ew, what the Um, fuck?
1: Why? (laughs) They
0: increased the number of push-ups and jumping jacks. um, Pretty much like anything the guards could think up to humiliate and degrade the prisoners They were doing it. um, Including increasing the length of the count to several hours each. Stop. (sighs) Oh, I just saw a picture and it reminded me. I didn't even tell you the best part. Uh, so the prison uniforms, yes, were smocks, like a, like the like a dress, yeah. with the prison number on it. Mm, uh, don't like that. They couldn't forcibly shave their heads, so they gave them like nylon stockings to simulate like a bald cap. Right, like simulate not having. They weren't allowed to have underwear; they were given rubber flip flops, and all of them had a chain with a lock on it uh, around their right ankle.
1: All I can think about is how much better this would be to be a guy in this situation than a girl in this situation, but, like, also, that sounds fucking awful, and I can't imagine (laughs)
0: it. Right? (sighs) So, at at some point, to appease the prisoners and to try to keep his study going, because remember, at this point, he hasn't admitted defeat. The second colleague hasn't showed up yet, so he's like, okay, we can salvage this. (laughs) So no, honey, you can't. He picked three prisoners to be part of like the prisoners' complaint committee, and they go and they're like, okay, so here's all of the things we're unhappy about: our housing situation, the harassment of the guards, um, everything, um, everything. <laughs> uh, one of them was like, okay, well, we want like religious you know, something or others. Like they wanted to be able to practice their religion, like religious freedom, and all of this stuff. Uh. And, um, sorry, I have to hiccup, so I'm going to back up from the mic I second. know,
1: I, I literally just did that to, like, <laughs> I, like, hiccuped, and then I went to the other side and hiccuped again. She's
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, like, sitting in my chest. Okay, I'm back. Okay, uh, so, he, Zimbardo invites a Catholic priest who was a prison chaplain to evaluate the, uh, situation. Right. And, uh, The chaplain interviewed each prisoner individually and was kind of, like, amazed as, um, half the prisoners introduced themselves by number rather than by name, and (laughs) he said that he asked each of them, what are you going to do when you get out of here, and each of them responded with, like, puzzlement, and, like, they weren't really sure.
1: Yeah, like, what do you mean, get out of here? (laughs)
0: like... They were just, like, uh, I don't know. I don't so don't focused know. in the
1: present that they couldn't
0: even remember that they are have free will. <laughs> like, they're not yeah. actually in prison. Um, they, and, like, Zimbardo kind of points out, too, that the visit from the priest actually helped solidify this blurred line between the role-playing and the reality. Because, like, he is a real priest. He is a prison chaplain. Right. Like, this and, is actually what he does. Yeah. And so, like, for him to come in, like, really blurred that line even more between the role-playing and, and the Right, he's so bringing
1: another, like... Yeah, another, like, token of reality into mm-hmm. it.
0: Uh, so... The, <laughs> I love this guy. This is another one I feel so bad for him. Uh, so... We're gonna talk about another specific prisoner. And this is prisoner number 819. Uh, he was the only one who did not want to speak to the priest... Uh, and he kept saying that, like, he was feeling sick. He had been refusing to eat, and I wanted to see a doctor rather than a priest. Um, as is fucking (laughs) normal. Uh, eventually he was persuaded to come out of his cell and talk to the priest, uh, so they could see, like, what kind of doctor he needed. And while talking to them, he just broke down and began to cry hysterically, and, uh, he, uh, <laughs> he was another one where, like, he, like, he broke down, like, he broke and was just crying hysterically Aww. in front of the priest and, um, the warden and the superintendent. I don't, the superintendent is just one of the, like, research Right, covers. like, just another assistant. And, uh, they said that they kind of just, like, it brought back the humanity in them and, like, Zimbardo kind of... Speculates that maybe it was because the priest was there and he was like the outside element, so they kind of like just real slowly approach him and like took the chain off of his ankle and like took the cap off of his head and they told him to like go take a nap in a different room and uh, they're gonna get him some food and a doctor and uh, they he was another one where it took them hours to get him to be okay, like. They had to reassure him that he was okay. Like they had to reassure him that he was actually gonna, you know, go out be free. They had to remind him of his identity because he was one of the ones that introduced himself by his prison number. Right. Here's the shitty thing. <laughs> um, the one of the guards got all of. I have to find the specific chant. Hold on. Where is it? damn it I literally just had it pulled up and now I can't find it again Uh, oh okay (laughs) there it is Uh, so one of the guards got all of the prisoners to chant while he was leaving prisoner number 819 is a bad prisoner but wait there's more Uh... Not only were they chanting some of them were chanting that that like 819 is a bad prisoner. Uh and some of them were going, because of what prisoner 819 did, my cell is a mess, Mr. Correctional Officer. They shouted this statement in unison over a dozen times while he was still there.
1: Uh I just like I'm having a hard time making, like, comments that aren't, like, going to, like, just ruin everything for later. But also it's just like, yeah. wow, holy fuck, why are humans so bad? Like, there's such a, like, such a high percentage of people where you put them in a situation and you're like, hey, um, do whatever you want. Or you're like, hey, do this bad thing. And everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to do the bad things. That's the right choice. Yeah.
0: Um. So... Zimbardo's, like, watching this happening, and it clicks in his head that this kid might actually be able to hear them chanting. So, he runs into the room where he is, and sure enough, he can hear it from inside of that room. And he finds this kid, like, curled up in the fetal position, rocking back and forth, just, like, sobbing. Like, full mental breakdown. We have past nervous
1: breakdown. Like, we are not okay.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, he like, Zimbardo's like, hey, come on, like, we can, let's get you out of here. We can go. And this kid, like, Zimbardo describes it as like a complete shift. Like he just stopped crying and looked up, and he goes, "I can't leave because the others have labeled me as a bad prisoner," and, like, he, he said he wanted to go back in and prove that he wasn't a bad prisoner, despite the fact that he was feeling sick.
1: Ah, uh, I'm like having I mean, really Don't want to ruin anything, but it's just like, yeah. It's just, like, it hurts my heart.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, it
1: hurts my heart so much. Like, I can't... And it sucks because it's, like, it's like we've all been there. Like, someone is telling you to do something and you're, like, okay, no. But, like, especially, like, back in high school, like, early days when it's, like, cool kids. And they're, like, yeah, just do this thing. And you're, like, I really don't want to do it. And they're, like, no, do this thing that's very bad. Because mm-hmm. they just want to see you do it. And then yeah. it's, like, well, you have that thing where you're, like, you know it's wrong. But, like, you want to still prove yourself to these mm-hmm. people who are so shitty to you. Ah,
0: it hurts so he says that like after he said this he started crying again at which point zimbardo like kind of just like grabbed his shoulders and was like listen dude you're not a fucking prisoner (laughs) (laughs) yeah the i have the exact quote here and he says that he grabbed his shoulders and just like looked him in the eyes and was like listen you are not number 819
1: you are they left out all of the
0: names yeah Like you are this person. My name is Doctor Zimbardo. I'm a psychologist. I am not a prison superintendent. This is not a real prison. This is just an experiment. Those are just students, not prisoners. You are not a prisoner. You're just a student. Like let's go, and (laughs) he describes it again as like this. He just this complete calm washes over this kid, and he just looks up up at him and is like, "Okay, let's go." Like oh, I just I hate everything about it. I just like I ah
1: I just like want to scream into the void whenever I think about this study, <laughs> and it's hard because it's like, it's like you can't even hate them because like Zambart like Zambardo, like really wanted to like do the right thing and like it was like a valid study in the beginning. It just like
0: obviously got very uh, ah ah. <sighs> Yeah. Um. So that's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, they... Like, after all of this, he, um, gets, like, a parole board and, like, offers all of the prisoners the option to, like, be paroled, but they, quote-unquote, forfeit their earnings, which they're actually not. And they're all of them were like, yes, parole me the fuck out of here. Like, like I'm done. Yeah. Um. Obviously, they didn't, because this is still day five. And, um, they, he talks about a lot of, like, the things that they witnessed during the parole hearings, which I think I'm going to save until the next episode, because that kind of dives more into the psychology of things. Um, yeah, and then another, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about the... Hold on. Sorry. I'm scrolling through all of my notes. Um. So. When they. Had prisoners leave early. They would bring new ones in. Right. That's what the alternatives were for. Yes. Uh. Which brings me to. Prisoner number 416. (laughs) He was the replacement for one of the other ones. Okay. Uh. And unlike the other prisoners who had experienced this gradual escalation of harassment, he, you know, got thrown in when things were real, real heated. Um, and, like, all of the other prisoners, as soon as he came in, were like, dude, you fucked up. You can't quit. Like, like this was not a bad fucking leader. idea, dude. Like, <laughs> like you are not ready leader. for this shit show. And he even says that a lot of them told him that it's a real prison and none of us are getting out, which I hate. It's just crazy to me, like, how quickly it Uh, So his way of coping was to go on a hunger strike to force his release after not even that long. I think he was only in there for, like, a day or two. But, like I said, he came in... After all of the guards had gotten comfortable with Abusing. being assholes, and so he came in at like the heat of all of this, and he was like, "Nope, nope, nope, hunger strike. Get me the fuck out of here. I am not eating until you get me out." I feel that. <laughs> uh, the guards tried several attempts to get him to eat, including trying to force him to eat. And when he, I'm s- sure that went well. D- yeah. Uh, He still refused. He spit what they put in his mouth, and then he uh, got thrown into solitary for three hours because, you know, he wouldn't eat. Um, After getting out of solitary, he still refused to eat.
1: Uh, (laughs) Which, like, honestly, like, respect. Like, that must be so, like, hard and, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're thrown into, like, literally all of this craziness. Like, you thought it was just a research study. You get there, and they're like, this is a prison, and we're never getting out. And, like, you're going to die, and all these guards are going to beat you up. Like, I'd, I'd be like, okay. Uh, like, can so... you imagine if people you didn't know, like, you just got there, and someone's trying to shove food down your throat? Yeah. Like, you're like, bro, I've been
0: here for four hours. Like, I what mean. do you mean? Yeah. Uh, so, the other prisoners... Instead of, like, supporting him, started viewing him as, like, a troublemaker and a threat to their status quo. And the guards caught on to this and exploited it. Don't know. And they gave the prisoners a choice. Uh, 416 could come out of solitary if they were all willing to give up their blanket. Or they could keep their blankets and leave him in solitary overnight. They all chose to keep their blankets
1: okay but like yeah like that's so like like Like, I don't even need to point out how manipulative that is Mm -hmm. because like obviously especially to like if the person is like say he's like already in solitary when they're doing this like the person is not in front of them like they're not seeing that person suffer Mm -hmm. like they're like yeah it's just a night like what's it gonna hurt
0: yeah so the guards did try to leave him in solitary overnight eventually Zimbardo intervened and was like guys no Just put him in a cell. Like, Like, stop. Stop that. Uh, so. Uh. I. Oh, yeah. I have a quote from 416, actually. Lay it on me. So, his quote, uh, he was asked, like, about, like, to recall his time spent in the hole, which is that solitary area. Again, this is a two by two by six-ish closet. Uh, And he said, quote, "'I began to feel that I was losing my identity, "'that the person that I called Clay "'was the person who put me in this place, "'the person who volunteered to go into this prison. "'Because it was a prison to me, "'it still is a prison to me. "'I don't regard it as an experiment or a simulation "'because it was a prison run by psychologists "'instead of run by the state. "'I began to feel that identity.'" The person that I was that had decided to go to prison was distant from me, was remote until finally I wasn't that. I was 416. I was really my number.
1: Okay, I just had this, like, thought, and, like, this sounds really mean, but, like... And, like, I get, obviously, like, things they do is more, like, more extreme than a real prison, but, like, really, if you think about it, like, it's just, like, a bunch of white dudes complain... Like, can you imagine... (laughs) Like, can you... Like, just, like, like, really, like, anyone who's actually been to prison would be, like, dog, any day, put me in that fucking prison any day. Beside- I don't want to be in real prison. Put me in that prison. And they're, like, it's a prison to me. It'll be a prison forever. Yeah, like, go to real prison, dog. Like, see how you
0: feel about it then. Yeah,
1: Shouldn't have happened, <laughs> but I'm just
0: saying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so like I said, um, the study was ended early because a colleague, well, A, a colleague criticized the shit out of him and he was like, no, you're right.
1: Uh, uh-huh. but you're also,
0: right, <laughs> uh, on the fifth night, some visiting parents asked him to contact a lawyer in order to get their son out of prison because they said that a Catholic priest had called them and was like, you should get a lawyer or a public offender to bail your son out uh, yeah. It's a real rough in there. And, um, so he, like, called the lawyer as requested, and, like, the lawyer came in the next day to interview the prisoners with, like, a standard set of legal, legal questions, but the lawyer was briefed that this is an experiment, treat them like prisoners, but, like, they're all fine.
1: Gotcha. Uh.
0: uh <laughs> it was... At this point, that Zimbardo realized that he had uh, created an overwhelmingly powerful situation in which, like, the prisoners were withdrawing and behaving in pathological ways that, like, were not healthy. The guards had become sadistic and cruel. Even the quote-unquote good guards felt helpless to intervene, and none of them were going to quit while the study was in progress. And he uh, was like... I'm gonna just you no. Know, call this well, good. We're just gonna nix it. We're gonna call it done. Um, so he says that he ended the study prematurely for two reasons. First was uh, we learned through the videotapes that the guards were escalating their abusive prisoners in the middle of the night when they thought that the researchers weren't watching.
1: Oh, which is probably one of the reasons they like woke them up at 230. Yeah. and all that jazz. Uh,
0: he says that it's quote their boredom had driven them to ever more pornographic and degrading abusive prisoners I don't like the sound of that Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: that sounds that sound that no I was waiting for the weird sex stuff to happen <laughs> yeah I knew was <laughs> happening you can't leave a bunch of boys alone and right. with authority <laughs> without weird sex stuff happening
0: uh, so, yeah, and then the second one was that, a uh, Christina Maslich, who was a Stanford PhD, was brought in to conduct interviews with the guards and prisoners, and she walked out of those interviews and just looked at him and was like, what you're doing is fucking terrible. Like, you need to fucking stop. You need to it. stop. And he was like, no, you're right. Yeah, you, yeah, you're right, though. You right. Yeah, you, you, you. You got the right idea. Uh, So, like I said, this was supposed to be two weeks. It was only six days. Excuse me. Um, On the last day, they held a series of interviews first with the guards by themselves, then the prisoners by themselves, then the guards as a group, then the prisoners as a group, and then everybody together uh, to kind of recount what had happened, what they observed, how they felt about it, uh, share their experiences. Um, they also tried to uh, use this time as, like, a, a moral reduction uh, by dis- dis- discussing, like, the conflicts that were posed by the simulation and, like, their behavior and, you know, maybe there were moral alternatives you could have used, but you didn't. There's, like, a thousand million fucking alternatives. And, uh, he gave this whole speech about how, like, this experience has made you better equipped to behave morally in future real life situations and avoid all of the shit that you just did. Uh, Oi.
1: There's like, boy, you are a mess from A to Z and I need you to
0: knock it off. Yeah. Um So they So this is the fun part. They do a compare and contrast of 416's quote, which is that thing I read earlier, basically to summarize, he lost his identity, um, his time, and the whole, you know, Clay was the one that got him into prison, but he was now 416, like that, like he had this whole identity crisis. Um, And they compared that to a quote from a prisoner who was at the Ohio Penitentiary, prison ohio prison (laughs) uh, um after being in solitary for quote an inhuman inhumane length of time uh and his quote is i was recently released from solitary confinement after being held therein for 37 months oh uh the silent system was imposed upon me and if i even whispered to the man in the next cell resulted in being beaten by guards sprayed with chemical mace Blackjacked, stomped, and thrown into a strip cell naked to sleep on a concrete floor without bedding, covering, wash basin, or even a toilet. I know that thieves must be punished, and I don't justify stealing even though I am a thief myself, but now I don't think I will be a thief when I am released. No, I am not rehabilitating either. It is just that I no longer think of becoming wealthy or stealing, I now only think of killing killing those who have beaten me and threatened me as if I were a dog. I hope and pray for the sake of my own soul and future life of freedom, that I am able to overcome the bitterness and hatred which eats daily at my soul, but I know to overcome it will not be easy.
1: I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I,
0: I don't like that. I don't like <laughs> that. I think if we've learned anything from that quote, it's stop putting people in fucking solitary confinement. Stop it. It's doing nothing for them. What if they made a whole ass serial killer? Like, fucking, like, we check up on him now. That's literally what they just, that's literally what that sounds like. Um, Like,
1: they're like, oh yeah, dude, he's actually in prison. He killed, like, four people.
0: (laughs) Oh, where is it? There, okay. No, I am not rehabilitated either. It's just that I no longer think of becoming wealthy or stealing. I now only think of killing killing those who have beaten me and treated me as if I were a dog. You're, you're literally creating a serial killer because now they're fucking pissed and you've given them... And somehow their uh, brain was like, the only thing I can do is murder. 37 months in solitary confinement. So yeah, they want to fucking kill you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would fucking...
1: <laughs> I would kill everybody. I think I would have killed myself, to be honest, way before that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I would have made that. it to 37 months. My brain is a real gross place sometimes. I'm not sure I can make it to 37 days. I don't think I can make it to 37 hours.
1: I don't, I definitely <laughs> couldn't make it to 37 minutes. Like, I, I, to, be, to be honest, I have a hard time just in, yeah. uh, in, the ta- in the tanning booth for like 12 minutes. I get to dark places. Like, I can't imagine fucking, oh my God. That literally like makes my brain hurt. Mm-hmm. My body is like just physically rejecting the idea of that. It's like no 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 no
0: mm-mm mm-mm. Hard pass. Mm-mm. Hard pass. So I think that's where I'm going to leave this. We're an hour and a half in. Oh god.
1: Which I'm sure it'll be shorter when I trim it and all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's a lot. I mean, It's a lot. And it's like, there's... The worst part is, like, we barely, like, skim the surface of anything that actually fucking matters.
0: No. (laughs) This is, like, literally just backstory so it makes sense. Literally just describing to you what happened. We have not even scraped the surface of the psychological shit we're going to talk about in the next episode. I'm not ready and, uh... You're not ready. You're not. Sorry, not sorry. I love this case so much. It fascinates the ever-living shit out of me. I'm really gonna like put on my psych hat for this. So you get big ol' psych Morgan
1: and I'm so sorry in advance.
0: <laughs> no, I'm excited for it, mainly because I'm not gonna have to do as much talking as I did I'm in this gonna episode. aggressively rant.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. I have a lot of feelings about prison in general. You know I have a lot of feelings about prison in general (laughs) that I've been trying very hard to keep inside. Yeah. Um, I I just, like, my brain is just
0: like... Just walk away. It's just shutting down. It's like, no. What is happening? So that's the uh, the general outline of the Stanford Prison Experiment, everything that went down, how it escalated. Uh, Yeah. Follow us on all of the social media. Not that on I all of the your things. whole day up <laughs> uh, facebook podcasts podcast podbean <laughs> facebook podcasts <laughs> Hate uh, it. apple spotify stitcher youtube you now twitch literally everything all of that is bitches and murders instagram uh, with the exception of twitter cuz they don't like the b word uh, so that's at and murders don't forget to come donate to our patreon which is um, bitches and murders podcast yes. There's a the hiccup. Uh, yes. Please donate to our Patreon so we can keep bringing you all of the fun content that fucks your day up or maybe makes your day, depending on how you feel about us. Um, oh, we haven't talked about them in a while, so I'll kind of, like, plug this in real quick. Uh, don't forget about Never Get Murdered, that company that, like, paired with us. Because if you use our code STAYSPOOKY50, you get 50% off your entire order, uh, which is badass, because, uh, they've got some real cool, like, self-defense stuff. And yeah, I and, like, that's such a good deal. Like, just like, 50% off of anything, it makes me happy. GPS stuff, and, like, rape whistles, and the little keychains that turn into, like, brass knuckles. Yeah, like, stuff that, like, yeah, especially
1: coming from two females, um, stuff that, that, that yeah,
0: you need to not
1: get murdered. Yeah, yeah. like, it. Stack things you should be carrying. Like, please, please be carrying. Thank you. <laughs> Let me help
0: you. <laughs> help me help you never get murdered. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I have. Uh, that that my brain? I don't know if I have a stay spooky, because there's a lot that just happened. Um so just stay spooky, but you know, not, not, not so spooky that you're the Stanford prison experiment. <laughs>
1: I, like, yeah, I can't even, like, I can't even, like, pick out, like, one. I can't pick one
0: thing because there's so much
1: that uh, happened. Stay spooky, but not so spooky that you associate with human beings because they're all, <laughs> they're clearly all trash. It's all, it's all bad. Give them a chance. Uh, it's bad. Uh That's yeah. not true, but, like holy shit man like this this Mm -hmm. it always like I forget about it because it is such like an interesting case but like every time I'm like done talking about it I get this like like just fucking like my heartstrings are like oh yeah did you know human beings are garbage like they're like (laughs) trash our like default is uh be the shittiest possible to each other like obviously that's not like everybody but like overwhelmingly in these type of experiments like everyone's reaction is just to be like yeah let's be shitty and kill each other yeah And like fucking abuse each other and mutilate each other and like who gives a fuck? Mm. And like it blows my mind that like at the (laughs) at the core root like we suck we're we're terrible yeah ninety eight percent of us are just fucking shitty as hell oh and that's oh man oh man oh man (laughs) oh man okay stay spooky bitches stay spooky.